The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Behind the back dribble, black, bank shot, go! <laughs> and they say the big guys oh, can't goodness. dribble, right? How did he do that? Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finky puts it on the deck, drives in, oh! slams it in! Finky slams it in! There's the Kenny battle drive! Exactly! Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the State Farm Center. It's Fighting Illini Game Day alongside Lauren Tate. I'm Scott Beatty. Today, the Illini hosting the Penn State Nittany Lions. Penn State visiting at a 17-9 mark overall. They are 7-6 in Big Ten play, and they very much believe they are at least a bubble team, if not better, for the NCAA tournament. The Illini trying to come back after a loss against Wisconsin, 2-10 now in conference play, and trying to get even at 500 today. They are 12-13 overall. The Illini, we are just learning will be without Michael Finke today. He suffered a concussion yesterday in practice. Uh, there was a, it was during a, a drill, a scramble for the ball, and he hit the floor hard. It was actually, it was hard to see what happened. There was a lot of bodies around it all at once, but came up with a bit of blood on his forehead and had to leave, and he will not dress today, Lauren Tate. Maybe we'll go small today, you think? <laughs> Perhaps, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's any other direction to go when you lose Michael Finke. And obviously the Illini already are small. And that that reared its head in the loss against Wisconsin. You know, uh, the Wisconsin game just brought out all the, the weaknesses that Illinois has, and particularly in guarding a really good player like, in that case, Happ. In this case, uh, we've got uh, Tony Carr, who's averaging 19.3 points a game for the season and 19-2 uh, in, in the uh, league. So... He's a star, and, and Illinois has got to calm him down. And, but the, the other thing is that they're so balanced, all five guys in double figures. And did you see the shooting percentage of Mike Watkins, their center? 69.4 from the field. That's nearly 70%. Seven out of ten shots he makes. Now, he's not shooting hard shots. He's getting inside, but that's a problem for Illinois they, because they give up too many inside shots. Well, in fact, he's only shot one three-pointer. That shows you where he hangs oh, out yeah. most oh, of yeah. the time. But you also look at their five starters. One of the reasons they're all in double figures is because they're the ones that play the whole time. Yep. The least amount of minutes per game of any of the starters is 28. Yep. The most is 34. After that, the next man up off the bench, Nazir Bostic and Jamari Wheeler, they're both averaging about 17 minutes per game. So they really rely on these first five guys. I sit here every game hoping the other team puts their reserves in. I think that gives us a better chance. I don't care who we're playing. I mean, this whole idea of playing eight and nine players, that's fine. But I, I'd play my best five players as much as I could, wouldn't you? 
Absolutely. And however you look at Wisconsin this year, as good or bad, and they're obviously having a down year, they've just been a bad matchup for the Illini. And Brad Underwood talking about whether Penn State will be a better matchup or it's uh, just how they're playing right now. Yes and no. Wisconsin's hard because of Wisconsin didn't run much. You know what I mean? It was, it was just a you know, few little simple actions, but it was the way that they got into it. It's how they went about it. Uh, they're not, they weren't a set-oriented team. Uh, Penn State's not either. I mean, Penn State will run a few actions, but, uh, you know, if, if we don't deny and we don't play with more inspiration, with more fire than, than we, we did against them, they'll be a bad matchup too. Uh, Carr concerns me. You know, just simply he's a, he's a, he's a point guard with size and, and, and uh, you know, he's a guy that's proven that he can score the ball on all three levels. Yeah, and Carr averaging 19.3 per ball game. He's also hauling in four and a half rebounds and has close to 120 assists in 24 games. And earlier today, Wisconsin was beaten by Michigan, and Michigan got a big lead early and, and won the game 83-72. Uh, Wagner got, had 24 Michigan, and Hap finished really strong with 29 points for Wisconsin. So he's very much a one-man team, and he was he was enough against Illinois, a one-man team. Imagine, I, I, I can't get over the number of points. 48 points he was responsible for, either scoring or assisting against Illinois. 48. <laughs> the Illini will also have their hands full with Mike Watkins, who will be a little bit reminiscent of Reggie Lynch. He has 65 blocks in 25 games this season. He's big and long, also hauls down almost 10 rebounds per game. Well, we're off and running here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist. When we come back here, Sean Morris is on the call for BTN. He'll stop by and chat with us a little bit about this game and the scene around the Big Ten. That's straight ahead on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. We are courtside at the State Farm Center, Illinois and Penn State coming up a six o'clock tip off here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Lauren Tate with me, I'm pleased to be joined by Sean Morris, Big Ten analyst who's on the call this evening. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, yourself? Good, thanks for joining us. Hey, this Penn State team, uh, we were just talking before we took the air, and I said at the outset, they believe they're probably a, a bubble team, if not better, but I don't know. They. They have a win over Ohio State, and you've seen them plenty. How good are they? They're very good. I, you know, Talent-wise, they're, they're in the top two or three in the league. Uh, I would say that they have some work to do to put themselves really in the bubble conversation. If you take a look at their uh, season overall, they, they had a non-conference loss at home to Ryder. Uh, they, they lost to Wisconsin at home uh, in that first weekend of Big Ten play. They also let a game slip away at home to Minnesota. That being said... With this stretch coming up in their last five games, they have an opportunity to get some really quality wins. You know, they've got Ohio State coming back for a return game that they, they beat to them in Columbus. They've got Purdue, Michigan, and I think he's in at Nebraska. And then it starts tonight here against the team in Illinois. If, if This is a game that Penn State's really concerned about because they have not been able to string together, you know, a lot of consistent winning games. I think they, the longest winning streak in the league is two in a row and they beat a very good Maryland team the other night. They can't get caught looking ahead here. If you were going to coach Illinois tonight, 
suddenly. <laughs> You're on the bench. Yeah. What, would you, what were the things you would emphasize, particularly defensively, to stop this Penn State team? Well, I think that you want to make Tony Carr, make him be a playmaker for somebody else instead of a play finisher for himself. You know, even though he's very good, you know, make him make decisions with the ball and certainly don't let him get going downhill with the right hand. Um, and if you also want to make sure that on the offensive end, if you're Illinois, the more that you can pull Watkins away from the rim, you know, so if there, no matter who he's guarding, he's going to play center field back there because if he's standing in there, I don't care what you run, you're not going to get either dribble drives or backdoor cuts because he's going to race it. So you need to pull him away from the rim. And then this is still a team in, in Penn State that can really, they're kind of befuddling from, from times, Lauren, because they'll look really, really good, and then they'll go three or four possessions where you can't tell exactly what's going on. What do they do defensively? Are they mostly man-to-man? -man? Mostly man. I mean, they'll, what they'll do uh, from time to time, and, and Josh Reeves, I think, is one of the most overlooked guys in the league. They'll extend three-quarters of the court sometimes and put him at the point, like in a 1-2-2, two, two, and force teams to kind of burn clock coming up and down the floor. And he's so disruptive with his long hands. And, and uh, you know, Trent Frazier's going to have his hands full tonight because I'm going to expect that they put Reeves on him to begin. And Reeves is one heck of a defender. Sean Morris is here with us from the Big Ten Network. The uh, bracket preview came out today where the uh, selection committee or whoever puts it out previews with their top 16 teams, and it's already drawing a lot of ire. It, it doesn't matter because it's not the real thing. But for point of argument, Purdue is a number one seed. You like that? Yeah, I think if you take a look at their whole body of work, um, what basketball has done is they, you know, they took something from football, you know, and they want they want people to have something to talk about because you hit it right on the head. It's a month away, you know. It doesn't really, in the grand scheme of things, mean anything. It may give coaches something that they can use as incentive. Um, you know, Purdue's had a tough week losing that game at home to to Ohio State and then you know on the road to Michigan State, but they're they're very very good. I, I could see that as a, as a number one, and you know to have three teams from this conference, which is probably not going to go real deep in terms of the number of teams that go in. I think it just speaks to the fact that the top of the league is very very good, even nationally. And then you got a bunch of teams from say four to twelve that are kind of in a jumble. If you were going to evaluate, let's say uh, Ohio State, um, how much emphasis? If you put the names up on the teams up on the board, how much emphasis do you put on games in December as opposed to games in February, or do you you care? I I, I, I think they all matter. I mean, I, I think that uh, you know that's why I'll use Penn State as an example. Then I'll play off your point. Is that you know as well as Penn State's playing now, they still lost a rider. That, even though that was in December, that still means something. And Ohio State had a little bit of a rough December. What they've been able to respond to, you know, they let a game slip away against Butler, then they go home and they let a big lead slip away against Clemson, and you kind of wonder how their season was going to go. Yeah. And, and it's certainly been on the upward trend. Um, the thing that concerns you about them is that they're not a really deep team. You know, any kind of foul trouble for Ohio State, and they're, you know, they're they're in big trouble. That's true of these guys too, isn't it, Penn State? Yeah, they can I mean, they can throw in a couple guys. But yeah, you, once you get beyond the starting five, I mean, it's it, it gets a little iffy. You know, there's not a whole lot of teams that go nine or ten deep, but uh, um, I, I think that what Ohio State has done this year, uh, and now over the last couple of games, they've done it without a fifth-year guy in Cam Williams. It makes it even more impressive. So that's a team that wasn't necessarily deep to begin with, and they got a lot less deep over the last couple weeks. Before we let you go, the rap on Illinois this year has been a team that's much better than their record reflects. 
But at, now at this point, you get to two and 10, you start to sense the discouragement around the fan base. How far away is Illinois, do you think? I don't think they're as far away as a lot of people think. I mean, with the exception of the game at Madison, you know, earlier in the conference season, I, I defy anybody to show you a game where Illinois really laid an egg. I mean, that was really the one where they just came in there and just got whipped on in every, every sense of the game. The, the, where they struggle now is that they're able to get into the mid-range and are actually pretty good there. But they don't have somebody that can consistently knock down, you know, distant shots. And that makes them, especially the way the game's played now, if they get a shooter or two, and I think there's a guy on the roster, uh, you know, people want to bang on Mark Smith all the time. I mean, I think this kid's going to be a really good player. I, I, I just think he's going to be a really good player. And people think, well, you know, he was Mr. Basketball in the state of Illinois. That was against kids. Now he's playing against men. And he's going through that adjustment period. I love how this team plays, how they defend. Um, I just think that they're at a point now where they just need to see some shots go in because they're getting shots. And if they can make some shots, and this is a game I'm telling you, that if, if whether it's Jordan or Kipper Nichols coming in off the bench, if they can make some shots and then force Watkins to come out. Sean Morris, hey, we appreciate you making the 50-foot trek across court here and oh, joining yeah. us. Well, <laughs> if I can't make that 50-foot walk, i got bigger problems. <laughs> appreciate your time. Thank Have you. a great call. Thanks. That's Sean Morris from the Big Ten Network. Thank you. And we have our keys to the game in a moment. Still to come, the Coach's Corner with Brian Barnhart and Jamal Walker. Fighting a line of game day. It's Fighting a Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Boy, when you dive into them, I, I really like their parts. Uh, they've got an uh, elite guard and car, arguably maybe the best point guard in the league. Can go get one. Uh, I mean, he's, he's got size at 6'5". Uh, he scores a lot off the bounce. Uh, I love the Watkins kid inside. I love his, uh, he's kind of like Inspector Gadget. You know, he's got the long arms and they just go forever. And uh, he clogs the paint up. And then they've got some guys that, uh, that know their roles. And, and um, so this is a team that offensively, I think, has a lot of pieces. Uh, they're not an extremely deep team in terms of uh, when you start looking at it, productivity off the bench, but they're very much improved and a very, very good basketball team and one we'll have to uh, really sit down guard and play better than we did the other night. Brett Underwood talking about the Nittany Lions, the opponent this evening here at the State Farm Center. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. The Illini out shooting, and they're in the throwback unis tonight. Penn State in the solid Navy visiting uniforms. Our keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pillow Window Store. In a game, Lauren Tate, where the Illini will be without Michael Finke, how do they attack Nittley Lions? Well, I think you attack by uh, with a five-man offense that will bring uh, Watkins away from the basket, try to try to take the big people away from the basket and drive them. That, that's what you do. If you're smaller, that's what you have to do. On the other end, uh, uh, I just think that uh, defensively, you have to get Carr under control. I mean, Illinois is seeing game after game with a star player for the other team has just dominated whether it's Bates Diop, whether it's Hap, whoever, you, we, we always run into that. And this is another case where you've got to get, keep him from getting started because he'll get 25 or 30 if you're not careful. 
So you got to get him under control, and then on the other end, I, as I said, you've got to space them out and try to drive them. Agreed, and it's especially important when you're playing a team that likes to play their top five. Top five. They don't really run deep on the bench at all. So if you get them in foul trouble, Brad Underwood talked about that yesterday. Oh that's going to be a positive for that the would help. Yeah. Stay out of foul trouble yourself as well. Might help too. Keys to the game brought to you by the Pella Window Store for all your window and door needs. Visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com and by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. We told you earlier today, Michigan beats Wisconsin 83-72, the final there. Around the corner, Coach's Corner with Brian Barnhart and Jamal Walker. We are at the State Farm Center. It's Illinois and Penn State coming up. This is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois and Penn State coming up in a little bit from the State Farm Center. Time now for the coach's corner. Brian Barnhart's the voice of the Illini. He talks with assistant coach Jamal Walker. Their chat brought to us by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brewhouse. Here's Brian with Jamal. Jamal, good to be back at it again. I know uh, a lot of thought went into what happened after the last game with Wisconsin. Had a great game from Trent Frazier and uh, LaRon with a double-double, but just need a little more help from some other guys. There. Yeah, we need some other guys to step up, and I, I believe they will. Um, one of those times where we just didn't get a lot of production, uh, in particular from our wing players. So um, I think that's a challenge for them. I hope they look at it as that, to we'll be able to step up in uh, no better time than tonight. Well, I know that uh, it's not exactly what you want. You don't want to have to rely on one guy at the end of a game, but Trent was pretty spectacular the other night. Yeah, I mean, he, he was terrific. I mean, I, I showed uh, Trent's capabilities and his talents and and, uh, and also shows his passion for the team. He, he felt like our team needed the boost, and he gave it to us. So um, uh, he's got to be continue to do that, and um, hopefully he doesn't need those type of performances. But if he does have that one, let, let's have the rest of our team kind of help him uh, along the way. Yeah. All right, well, tonight Penn State, a team that, well, when you look at their starting five, I don't know a team that's got a better starting five. Terrific. I mean, I got a terrific starting five. Uh, some guys that have played together for a really long time have known each other. I think they got a chemistry together. Um, I think Shep, Shep Gardner went the Roman Catholic. Um, uh, Tony Carr went the Roman Catholic. Lamar Stevens went the Roman Catholic High School. And uh, Nasir Bostic went the Roman Catholic High School. So uh, their high school coaches had to be probably very happy with those kind of players. And uh, uh, they, they've, they've really done a good job of, of uh uh, playing defensively, uh, Tony Carr, I think, is playing about as good as anybody uh, in the league. So uh, it's going to be a really, really good challenge for, for our players to step up and see if we can minimize him. Yeah, well, if you can win at Ohio State, you can win about anywhere this year as good as Ohio State's been. Absolutely. I mean, Ohio State, that's why they're leading the Big Ten. And uh, uh, they went up there in the first about six, seven minutes. It was a 26 game. Uh, and they went right at them. I think they have some kids who are very, very tough. Uh, very, very competitive, and they're going to look for the challenge to get their 20, uh, get try to get their uh, 18th win um, and to go 8-6 and six in the league here tonight. Yeah, it seems to me uh, when you look at, like, Tony Carr, for instance, he's averaging 20 a game almost. You've got Stevens, uh, who's a good rebounder. You Reeves, I mean, they, they do, they block shots, they they rebound. I mean, all they have kind of have a different job, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, that's why they're 17-9, and nine, Brian. <laughs> uh, they've done a good job. I mean, they have some really good pieces. Tony Carr is an exceptional point guard. He's a playmaker. He leads them in pretty much every statistical category with the exception of offensive rebounding. Um, you got uh, uh, Michael Watkins is a really good defender and rebounder and shot blocker. He's got arms for days and, and plays with a really good motor. And I think Lamar Stevens is probably a tough cover at six foot seven, six foot six. 
uh, who plays the four, and he's he's a tough, competitive kid. And then uh, Josh, I mean Josh Reeves. I, mean, I, I think he doesn't get a lot of attention from those guys, but he takes on the best offensive player on any team on any given night, and that shows how competitive he is. Yeah, it's interesting. All about the same size, though. I mean, six five, six eight, six nine, six seven. Yeah, I mean they got. <laughs> Good pieces, man. I mean, you keep saying it, and that's exactly what they are. And we got to do a good job of, of uh, trying to run them down a little bit. I think their 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 bench is not great. Mm-hmm. I think they go in there and serve a purpose, though. I think they go in there and they really have some competitive kids that come off the bench that compete on the defensive end of the floor. So. Um, they came in here, and I was a witness of it last year. They came in here and absolutely torched us because they out-toughed us and out-competed us, and we can't let that happen tonight. We'll take a break. Back more with Jamal Walker after this on the Coach's Corner. We are back here with Jamal Walker on the uh, Coach's Corner. You've seen it now. You've been around long enough with Penn State and Pat Chambers and the style of play. We like we look to play hard. We saw that early in his tenure when he started at Penn State. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> I mean, that was a team uh, – uh, when he first got into the league, uh, that was not an easy out. I mean, he had some ten kids that were really, really competitive, really, really tough. Um, they, they always competed in every game, and they won some games. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago they did beat Ohio State. Ohio State, that team that was pretty good. And um, uh, Now he's added some more talent. He's got that same competitiveness, that same toughness. Uh, with, with a high, like I said, a higher level player. So I expect the same thing as they continue to move forward with this program. All right, let's talk offensive uh, strategy for them. What do they like to do? Uh, I think they have some really talented offensive players. Uh, they don't run a ton, a ton of set plays. It's more of uh, the, the key to our whole kind of engine, as you say, is Tony Carr. I think Tony Carr is leads, like I said, leads them in every statistical category, exception offensive rebounding. He's a really smart player. And I, one thing I like about him, I think he's got the clutch gene. Mm-hmm. Well, and what about defensively? Will they play man-to-man? Will they mix yeah. it up a little bit? Man-to-man a ton. Uh, they will play some one-two-two uh, on dead balls and free throws. Uh, I expect an aggressive team, that, uh, very similar, like I said, with the, the kind of identity of Pat Chambers' teams, mm-hmm. tough, aggressive, uh, very, very physical, uh, borderline uh, foul. Um, you're going to have two. Uh, aggressive teams and then you know as we start to establish identity that's something we want to definitely have people say about us that they're competitive that they're tough uh, and they bring it every day. I know Fink got uh, Finky got banged up a little bit so he's going to sit this one out but you know other guys going to have to step in next guy up right yeah, next man up I mean that's that's a great opportunity for somebody to take uh, the opportunity that they get tonight and, and make something happen with it so um, we're 20 plus some games in now and I, I, the freshmen are long freshmen and uh, we'll get to see uh uh, them in action tonight, I think you're going to see a little bit of, of, of Greg and Matisse and see what they can do. And I, I, I'm very confident they'll do a good job watching them practice. Uh, if they continue to do what they've been doing in practice, they'll translate to the yeah. court. Looks like the shooter around went well today. Excellent. I thought yeah. it was really good. And then the intensity level was good. I think guys are excited. And that's a good big part of this time of year is having guys that really – are still wanting to play because there's some teams out there that are, that are not and they're ready to shut it down and they're asking when's a, what's their fly, their plane tickets like to Panama City, you know. So uh, I don't think we had that in our pro, in our program and our guys. I think guys are very anxious and excited to play. All right. Hey, Jamal, good to visit. Thank you. Right, thank you. That's Jamal Walker with the scout of Penn State on the Coach's Corner. Thank you, Brian and Jamal. The Coach's Corner brought to us by Scotty's Brewhouse and Hickory Point Bank. More to come in a moment from the State Farm Center as we make our way towards tip-off between the Illini and the Nittany Lions. I'm Scott Beatty. Join me and Matt McCumber after the ball game. We'll have the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. As always, we welcome your calls and texts.
This is News Talk 1400 WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. Time for more now from the State Farm Center.